your co-host as always, Morgan Spatola. And I'm your other co-host, not as always, because sometimes I'm not uh, in my right mind. And I'm not in my right mind right now, Morgan, because I just got the Oscar list. Wait, who the fuck are you? Well, I'm somebody who is maybe uh, uh, embodying the... The, the the meaning of this podcast, which is Academy Outcast, uh-huh. which there's two meanings behind it. I know right. we've gone over this before we in have. past episodes. One is that, you know, we're, uh, I was a f- film school dropout, whatever, right. and that, uh, you know, we don't agree sometimes with the Oscar picks. Correct. And that there's an education between one another on film. Uh-huh. But that second point is coming up right now because... Aha, uh-huh, it's award season. Oh my god, it's award season. And the Oscars have been released, and uh, a lot of movies got snubbed, but there, there is some silver linings. A lot uh-huh. of people were upset that Wonder Woman got snubbed. Oh. I'm not overly surprised. Snubbed for what? Everything. It didn't, didn't get Just nominated everything. for a single thing. Didn't get nominated for a single thing. Anyway. I don't, I, that doesn't surprise so me. So a lot of people wanted Patty, the director of Wonder Woman, to be nominated because she was one of the very, 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 very few women directors out there. But it's that, like a Marvel movie. Right? Or oh, it's a DC movie. But Whatever. Yes, that's right. semantics. Sure. Semantics. <laughs> um, but, but no, anyway, but you had other female directors. Right. Um, you know, that, and I forget, I believe Lady Bird had a, a female director. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's. Uh, it was, I think, Call Me By Your Name. I forget uh, which one had a female director. Probably should have done my research prior to this. But uh, anyway, um, and that movie was a better movie than Wonder Woman. Surprise, surprise. Because what, Lady Bird? Wh- whichever movie that was nominated for Best Picture that had, <laughs> okay, sure. that had the female director. Right. Again, so it, not the blockbuster movie, but the more artsy <laughs> film. Exactly. So, so that's what got, you know. And I'm personally upset. Really? That... Well, not because of the Wonder Woman thing. Oh, okay. But because, um, and I know I may sound like a meat-headed, you know, whatever film guy who sure. has a Fight Club poster above his bed. You do. I do not. How dare you? She I've is seen it. Spreading a web of lies no, right now. No, he does. What was my point? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh no. Okay. It. <clears throat> it got snubbed. Not a single Oscar nom oh, for it. Oh. oh. I know you were really excited when that came out. I was out. very excited we've, for it. We've been doing this show for about six months now, yeah. I think. And and it came out right when we started. And you said that yeah, you would September. be surprised if it didn't get a nomination. And didn't get us, not even costume design. Or not wow. even not even cinematography, which wow. was amazing. At, I mean, not even makeup and hair, excuse me. Yeah. Do I you mean, think that's just because of the genre? I don't know. That they were just like, yeah, what, what, whatever. It's a horror movie. Screw yeah, it. like, yeah, whatever. And that's why I was so excited because last last horror movie was Silence of the Lambs that right. really got nominated for Best Picture, right. and and that that took the Oscar. Um, wow. But yeah, so anyway, very, uh, which I almost kind of like. I'm glad that they did it. Very, very artsy films got a very independent, okay. not wide releases hmm. um, type films got nominated. Let me. So, let, I might as well go over yeah, the list. Yeah, right yeah. Now. What okay. were they? Lay what do we got? Me. Okay. Call Me By Your Name. Not overly familiar with that. I've literally never heard of it. Yes, no, okay. not overly familiar with it. Darkest Hour, which I I have not seen, but I will guarantee it's a good movie. You know why? Because it's directed by Joe Wright, and Joe Wright is the man. He did Atonement and Pride and Prejudice mm. and Hannah, which oh, yeah. we've, we've uh, reviewed before. Hey, guess what? What's that? I've never heard of that one either. Hannah? No, not oh. Hannah. <laughs> So I was here for it. that. Yeah. No, what did you just call it? Darkest Darkest Night? Hour. Darkest Hour? Yeah. No, don't know. So, Gary Oldman, which uh, was um, Sirius Black um, oh. in Harry Potter. Aww. Great act. I love Rip. Gary Oldman. It, what? Well, Sirius Black died. Oh, okay. So I was rip. like, Gary Oldman's not dead. <laughs> no. It's Alan Rickman. Just rip. Yeah. Rip, for Sir- rip for Alan Rickman and oh. rip for Sirius. Yes, but Anyway, Oh, go he on. died in, in Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. That's sad. That's super sad. And it was such a messed up death. We it was like right like, in front of him. a five-second moment of silence for that? <laughs> I killed Sirius Black. Hey. God. <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to strangle Beatrice the Strange. Oh, she's the worst. Anyway. And then Dumbledore and Voldemort had that awesome battle where they had like the swirling like vortex of water and then the glass and he's like, yeah. Mm. yeah. They can't see me right now, but I'm doing He's doing the move. The, the pose the move. that Voldemort did yeah. with the hands the crossed move. above the head. And then there was the magic and the 
Yeah. I'm just kidding. I've seen all the movies. I've read the books like three times. It's the fine. Ma- the magic in the Harry just, Potter movies. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that magic. <laughs> yeah. And the Patronus. The, and the, that one Patronus thing? I'm yeah. just saying Harry Potter where it's now Quidditch. Quidditch, yes, yes. Polyjuice potion. Quidditch was like a big thing until like maybe movie number four. And then they were just, just like, no more. It. Just yeah, forget like, it. We're done. Whereas like in the books, it's like, yeah, playing Quidditch, thing. you know. And in the like, first movie, it was like 20 minutes long. Oh, like, yeah. It was like a whole big thing. It was yeah. like a fifth of the movie oh, was yeah, the Quidditch yeah, yeah. match. Yeah. And then just like after the fourth movie, they were just like, nah, that was just like a thing. And it's... uh it's you, gone now. You'd make a fair beta potter. I fucking hate that scene. But you, you're a seeker. Anyway. Hey, Thomas. Yeah. Can you remember when we were talking about the Oscar pick? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're only on two out of nine right now, so let me... There's let, nine? Yeah, there's nine. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, anyway, so Darkest Hour. <gasps> Guess what the next one is? This is the reason why I'm not too upset about the Oscars. What is it? Dunkirk. Oh! By Christopher Nolan. So, first of all... Christopher Nolan is God yeah. in the cinematic. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yes, uh, uh, and oh my God, we'll get to this. I'm not going to read oh my it God, off why? First time in his career, <gasps> out of Memento, <gasps> out of The Prestige, out of Inception, out of all the great movies Harry that he's Styles. made. Nominated for Best Actor. Harry Styles got nominated for Best Actor? Of course he didn't. Oh Why would he? No. Christopher Nolan got directed or Best Director. Nominated for Best Director. Harry Styles. You said Best Actor. I know I did. Because you... Oh. Oh. So, hey. So, if Dunkirk gets Best Picture, does that mean that Harry Styles gets to say that he got Best Picture? I don't think he's invited to the Oscars. He was in the fucking movie. Yeah, what but do you mean? no. So I after Dunkirk, that. we had one else. Guess what? What? Nominated for Best Picture. What? Get Out. <gasps> yep. Really? Yep. A movie I, um, it's apparently, uh, take this with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's quote-unquote last movie because he's okay. quote-unquote retiring from acting. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, uh, uh Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Phantom Thread. I um, haven't even heard of any of these movies. I know, I know. Uh, this is why we do this podcast. Yeah, I know. I know that's like yeah, not weird it, for me to say, but it's just like, yeah. like the only one I heard of so far was, oh, I guess Dunkirk and Get Out. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. continue. Anyway, all right. Then we got uh, The Post. Lady Bird. Yeah, that, that Ger- Gerda. Um, oh, we that, weren't done with the fucking list? No, we're not done with oh, the list. Jesus. But, but I, I'm just scrolling through it now because I'm gathering my thoughts. Anyway, okay. <laughs> So there was an episode mm-hmm. um, uh, prior to this, which I grilled Guillermo de Toro, right. and rightly so, right. because he's done just absolute dog fecal matter in Whoops. the past like five years. Whoops. Pacific Rim. He hasn't had a good movie. He did Pacific Rim? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't had a good movie since Pan's Labyrinth. Guillermo de Toro <laughs> finally pulls something great out comparable. The Shape of Water. Yes. Best I picture. I that. He gets nominated for Best Director. Wow. Uh, it leads. People with the loved mo- it. It leads with the most nominations. 13 nominations. Wow. But uh, it's nominated. It'll probably win. But here's the movie that I want most desperately to win over Dunkirk. Do tell. Three Billboards. Oh, Outside yes. of Ebony, Missouri. Um, <laughs> the name. But, but three you know, billboards. You know it has three billboards. Anyway, <laughs> though those are the best pictures. Wow. And we won't go into so any So some of surprising ones. picks. We'll go into the, the rest of it some other time. Oh, yeah. Just one, one quick thing. Uh, the, sure. The, the, the uh, Phantom Thread, which yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is nominated for. Yeah. I think that's cool because his quote-unquote last movie is with Paul Thomas Anderson, who directed There Will Be Blood, which is pretty cool. And he's also a great director. The words you just said don't mean anything to me. Yeah, but well, you know what? They mean something to somebody who's listening. I hope so. All right, well, I got another list for you. It's not an Oscar list. It's not an Oscar list. It's a movie list. Let's hear it. But it's got a theme. What's the theme? Darren Aronofsky films. Oh, Ooh. Darren Aronofsky films. I know. Okay. All right, first one on the movie. Okay. Which I'd like because... First one on the list. You are Hebrew. You said movie. I'm sorry. The first first film on the list. Okay. Okay. And you'd you like... You want to try that again? Uh, well, okay. Third time's a charm. Hold on. The... Hit me with that list. Yo, all right. <laughs> Let me hit you with that Darren Aronofsky list. All right. The first one I think you'd appreciate 
because you are Hebrew. Ah. You you follow the teachings of Hashem. Pie. Okay. I've mentioned this movie before. You have, have right? Uh huh. Okay. I still don't know what the fuck it's about. So it's like this, I've heard you talk about it, but I can't remember anything. This like so, weird sorry. genius dude who's like a, a mathematician of sorts. Uh-huh. Um, he like uh, gets into a whole bunch of crazy stuff. It's Darren uh-huh. Aronofsky's first film. Oh, interesting. What's next the one? next one? Uh, the Fountain. The Fountain. Yes. What do you know about The Fountain? Because um, I know you know something about it. Well, it's about the Tree of Life, the search for the Tree of Life. Sandra Bullock? Is it? No? no. <laughs> Who's Great. in it? So his ex-wife, Darren Aronofsky's ex-wife, uh, uh, Rachel Weiss. Okay, that Weiss, was so Weiss. off from Sandra bit, Bullock. What bit, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I think it was thinking of, like, Gravity or something. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, it's about the search for the Tree of Life. It's a very, like, introspective film, I think, from what I've heard. They just, like, think about their lives. Indeed. And that's all I know. <laughs> Special place in my heart. Cool. Um, that one. The next one, which I've mentioned to you before, which okay. I know you'd fall in love with. Because it embodies your other persona that you have. Oh. And your secret life. Of being a showgirl. Showgirl. Uh-huh. A.K.A. burlesque dancer. And how it's such a niche kind of performance and art. Um, and not a lot of people understand it, get it, see it. Right. Um, but there's such passion behind it. Okay. And there's so much you know, to do to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's so funny how Darren Aronofsky can do this because he's done this twice. Uh-huh. He's done this with The Wrestler and he's done this with another movie, which is the next movie on the list, um, is that he's able to kind of take something and express it into kind of the mainstream and make them understand exactly where these these very small numbers of people who are involved with this very specific kind of art form, if you will, um, where they're coming from uh-huh. and, and how it's important okay. uh, in their lives. So um, this is the movie that got Darren Aronofsky back on the map. Okay. Because after The Fountain, nobody wanted to touch Darren Aronofsky. That's sad. Because there were so many delays on The uh-huh. Fountain. It went so over budget. You realize Brad Pitt was supposed to be in The Fountain and Kate Blanchett was supposed to be oh, Rachel dang. Weiss's role. Um they shot for like I forget how how long then they just like scrapped it oh my and then God. they started over way over budget way over anyway Darren Aronofsky was a nightmare for studios so took then him, he came back took him five years and then the Fountain I think had like an eighty million dollar budget oh my God the Wrestler had like a five million dollar budget wow and showed shot it all like steady cam just very uh-huh. simple got an actor almost like Birdman with Michael Keaton mm-hmm. made a comeback. Um, and embodied his, his character, uh-huh. um, which was, uh, Michael Rourke, um, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yes. Michael you know, Keaton, Michael Mickey Keaton, Rourke, Mickey you Rourke, know, whatever. whatever. Anyway. So, um, the wrestler. That's the movie. That's the, the movie. The wrestler. Okay. Okay. It's, yeah. And you brought this one up before. Yeah. I remember this being on a list before. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, next movie, which I'm sure you've probably seen. Uh-huh. Black Swan. I haven't. You haven't? No. Well, so now this is a movie that you might actually like because it is actually about dancing. Yeah. It's about ballerinas and and uh, Natalie Portman won the Oscar. Yeah. Rightfully so. There was controversy when she first won because really? um, apparently she didn't do all the dances that oh, they saw wow. or whatever. Wow. But it doesn't matter about the freaking dancing. It matters about her actor. She didn't yeah. win best dancer. She <laughs> won best actor. Actress. And there, all these ballerinas are on point and stuff. So yeah, I mean, like, like for her even to like do that. be believable to be in this crowd of yeah. dancers is great. But no, there's this one scene in Black Swan where she's crying. She's just like, "My life's over. I did this and this and that." And then she's like looking in the mirror. And she's like putting makeup on, and as she's like putting her makeup on, every swipe of it, her emotion like gradually changes, oh and she like drags, and then she like starts like smiling. It's just like this girl is insane, and she's I mean, she's killing oh it, God. and it ends on such a like what did I just see? No, which is every Darren Aronofsky film, well, um, usually with the death. Yeah, um, so I mean I know about it because it's a dance movie, so it's just about yeah Natalie Portman is the the prima ballerina, and mm-hmm. she gets challenged by the new. New chick. Yeah. Who's the other... Mila Kunis. Yep, Mila Kunis. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name for a moment. But yeah, so she, Mila Kunis comes in and gets challenged. And they're basically, she's just 
the pressure just gets to her, man. Mm-hmm. And she just fucking loses her shit. And it's kind of like, seems a little bit supernatural, but it's kind of also all in her head. And there's like a part where like her and Mila Kunis like fight to the death. But and then, then they bump like, uglies. I was going to say, yeah. Then they're like having sex. Yeah. And then they like, bu- but none of that actually happened or something. Yeah. And then, um, and they're doing a production of, uh, of the Swan Princess, um, which that's not actually what that's called. Is it called it's, Swan Princess? It's something princess. Well, it's um, a Swan Princess, right? Okay. I think so. I'm not a ballerina. Yeah. So I don't like really know, but yeah, but they're doing a classic production and it's just all about that yeah. crazy stress and she just kind of fucking loses her shit inside of herself. And, yes. um, so that's what I know about it, but no, I've never seen it. Sounds like you've seen it. I know it does sound like <laughs> it, but no, I haven't. But no, a lot of people saw it and it was nominated for a lot of Oscars and everything like that. And movie? Natalie Portman did win. Yeah. Um, speaking of Oscars. Okay. Last one on the list because uh, wow. Um, <laughs> it is mother. And it is the latest one. Of and course you put Mother on the list. You I really want to make me see this movie. I saw it recently. Uh-huh. And like many Darren Aronofsky films, at the end of the movie, you're just like, what did I just see? <laughs> this is this was the most disturbing, weird, unexpected yeah. thing yeah. that I could never have even imagined. Yeah. And everybody, it was, it was a love-hate relationship with this movie. Yeah. Either you loved it or you hated it. And I had to, I have to say that I was on the side of just loving it. That was, really? it was, it was an amazing movie. It was very symbolic, you know, it had a message or whatever, but, um, it, it's, it, you, you catch on very uh-huh. soon in the movie that something's not right. Mm-hmm. And, but you just don't know the degree in which it's going to progress to. Uh-huh. And that's the big payoff in the movie. Let's uh, let's go over this list. Yeah, review it for me, please. First one, Pie. Second one, The Fountain. Third one, The Wrestler. Fourth one, Black Swan. Uh-huh. Fifth one, Mother. Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to pick. Well, here's why I'm going to pick it. So I've heard of all these movies. Obviously, I've heard of Black Swan because it was like super popular. Okay. And I've heard of Mother because it kind of made a splash in the feminist discourse and stuff. Yes. The rest of them I've heard of because of you. I guess that leaves only two of them because it's five fucking movies. But anyway. So Pie, Fountain, and Wrestler you've heard of. Well, so so most of the... I guess basically what I'm trying to say is most of the Darren Aronofsky films I've heard of are because of you. Okay. Because of what you've talked about. Yes. Um, but the one movie that I've heard of and known about before you and I ever became friends mm. a long, long, long time ago is The Fountain. Okay. And other people have told me about that movie before you. And so I think that's the one I'm going to pick. Oh, Okay, then we'll watch The Fountain. All right, I can't wait. Let's go watch. A special tree grows hidden. The tree of life. They say whoever drinks of its sap will live forever.
Okay, and we are back. Yes, we are back. Uh, Morgan, what did we just see? So we just finished watching The Fountain. Well, I understand what movie we saw, but oh. what did we just see exactly? I'm still not sure. I <laughs> have seen this movie multiple times, and I'm still not sure. So Yeah, it was pretty wild. So it was like this crazy story about like you know, love and coming to terms with death and mortality. Mm-hmm. And it was all about like the search for the tree of life. Whoa, bro. And, and yeah. kind of the fountain of youth. And yet, you know, I would Except almost, not. That, I would almost have the title be called like the tree. Yeah. Instead of the fountain. That's a really good point you because know. they didn't mention the fountain of youth. It was I, only the tree of life. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, they both kind of have that significance of like, you know, oh, we'll live forever and it's a cure mm-hmm. for like, yeah. you know, death, immortality, yeah. whatever. Uh, or mer- mortality, mortality, mortality. There you go. Um, <laughs> again, I do English good. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I, I, the one element of the movie that even when I was a kid, um, I say kid, but I was like 16 when this Mm -hmm. came out, um, that really stuck with me was how it paralleled all three of the segments that it had, which spanned from, you know, the 15th century in Spain to present day into this weird, ambiguous future in which he's Mm -hmm. like in this nebula bubble with the, the, the tree and he's like in this like isolation and everything like that. And how, you know, the even the char- it's not even storylines, but it's characters as yeah. well. It's 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 Thomas and Isabel um, through, you know, these story segments that I just listed. Kind of like um, Cloud Atlas a little bit. Honestly, yeah, a little bit. Like it, a little bit. Everything kind of interweaves and interconnects and e- even even you know, there's a lot of symbolism behind it. You know, with uh, your your favorite scene was the hair on the tree. It was not my favorite scene. Every single time the hair would prickle up, she'd be like, ew. It was so gross. Ew. Why did the tree have to have little hairs that prickled up? Even when she, he was kissing her neck. Ew. And, and, uh, exactly. Ugh. That's exactly the ew, noise. I hated that. Yep. Oh my God, it was gross. I don't know why, but that just really got me. And then he like picked a piece of the hair bark off and ate it. Like, yep. it's fucking gross. I, well, I guess. But, you know what? It's also really in-depth, bro. Whatever. Because, like, he consumed part of the tree of life in order to save his wife from death and to restore life amongst him. But it didn't work. And at the end, he had to accept death, just like he did with his wife. So how do we do a synopsis of this? Because like It's it was... an impossibility, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So the movie's completely nonlinear. Um, Which is good. I like that. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it was completely nonlinear. So I think that the best way maybe to describe a synopsis is there's three storylines, as you mentioned. There's like a really old storyline of like a conquistador um, during the Spanish Inquisition searching for the Tree of Life. Fun times, Spanish Uh Inquisition. And then there's another storyline of present day, which present day in this case is 2005, 2006 when the movie Mm -hmm. came out, um, of a neurosurgeon um, searching for a cure for cancer because his wife has terminal um, cancer, right? And they're uh, experimenting on Donovan the monkey. (laughs) I Um, like Donovan. Oh, poor Donovan. Um, and then the third story is um, Future Man, who is in... <laughs> Future Man. <laughs> Future Man. He had to save the day. Yeah, and he's in the bubble, and he's traveling through space, and later you find out he's going to Shibulba. The Shibulba. Ne- the nebula. Uh, Shibulba, or whatever. Um, and and so he's kind of... So they're all searching for a cure to death, mm-hmm. basically, right? So what and happens... And one of his last lines is, uh-huh. death is a disease, yes. and it can be cured. Which, almost, you think about it i mean every single death usually comes from either some you know infliction of some body part or whatever and it can kind of be cured i mean unless somebody puts a grenade in your mouth and your head just explodes or whatever you know i mean it's it's i mean cancer any type of disease i mean there is some cure yeah and i feel like we're not seems that way we're not just there you know we're not even old age i feel like if something fails Mm -hmm. you know i mean you don't just kind of poof and you're done you know Um, well, so. yeah, so so it's basically just searching for a cure for death, but it's just so weird because we can't really like do a synopsis of this one because it's just not a linear story at all. It just no. mixes between all three of them, and and basically you just have to grasp these themes mm-hmm. of you know the the 
you know, the woman character in each story, Izzy or Isabel or the tree, she's basically, basically she's the tree slash like his hallucinations in the end, mm-hmm. um, you know, is sending him on this quest because of whatever her thing is. So in the Conquistador story, um, the queen needs to be freed from like the priest or whatever, the Inquisition is mm-hmm. kind of holding her hostage or something. So that somehow the tree of life is going to fix that, which I wasn't clear. Yeah, on that, how that that's works, not ultimately. I mean, because okay. they were like, okay, well, then we'll be together and we'll, yeah. be, we'll be free of this. And that didn't really connect with the kind of cancer, let's, we're right. dying but type story. But basically I mean, the point of that, though, I think, is that she sent him on the quest, mm-hmm. right? And so with the cancer, her having cancer sent him on this quest, yeah. right? And then in the next one... Um, and you can even almost see, you know, make the connection between the Spanish Inquisition being a cancer of Europe or a right. cancer okay, of Spain yeah, there you go. or there something you like go. that. And see, that, that, this is where, you know, you can, you can read a synopsis. You can read critics and, and the, uh, you know, synopsis of, of this movie. And I feel like you shouldn't. Like, that, yeah. that, that shouldn't be the case. You really do need to walk away from this movie yeah. making up your own interpretation because – that and again, I've I've geeked out, nerd out, nerded out, whatever the phrase is, about this type of element, mm-hmm. which is just this open ambiguity behind yeah. films. Yeah. We saw it in Birdman, we saw it in Pulp Fiction, yeah. we saw it in a serious man, uh, that there is no one concise, shared right, you know, consensus. You know, you don't exactly know exactly what there is. Uh, you know, you can make the connections, you can uh, you know, identify the symbolism, but you know when it when it comes to you know all of the crazy kind of niche, just kind of like like the with the ring and the tattoos and mm-hmm. the hair and the, I mean, there's so so much there. Is you really got to kind of you know walk away with it, you know, with your own interpretation, I guess. Yeah. Well, one thing that I liked, I mean, yeah, like I keep saying, is you can't do like a, a line like beginning to end synopsis of this, but one thing that they did was they took those three stories and they kind of, um, mixed them. Um, but the way that they did was, um, I don't know, kind of looking at like the, the repetition of history or like how history always repeats itself, you know? And the way that they kind of illustrated that was with, um, kind of like mirroring shots. Like they had that one shot where like, it was like something approaching from, from far away and it was upside upside down down. as it passed Swooped. Under the camera, it would swoop and turn right side up. Yeah. yeah. And they and, would have that with, like, the conquistador, like, mm-hmm, riding on a horse yeah. and then him driving his car. And I don't know if they did it in the, in the future in the bit, future one. You know, the only thing that I can of... think of is, like, when he was, like, levitating and he sort of, like... like Yeah, almost, like, kind of went down. Yeah, he, like, dove down or, like, floated uh-huh. down. Like, that's but, the it only, did... but it wasn't really the same shot no, at no, all. No. And so... they should have kept with that pattern. Yeah, but, I mean, they did other things. So uh-huh. so they kind of tied in the, the future one to the present day one with the hairs <laughs> your um, favorite shot so like the tree was alive in the future he's in an orb with the tree and it's definitely alive and responding to him and he gets all close up to it and it has like these hairs that respond to him <laughs> which like holy crap it is so gross like it's just, why like, does that freak you out so no <laughs> like i am not a squeamish person <laughs> but just... that was just like it like that was too much like i did not like the hairy tree i'm gonna rub a balloon on the back uh, of your head one day no. and just have <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's like how it was. It was so gross. But anyway, so the so they mirrored that shot with the creepy tree hairs, where in present day he would get close to his wife, like on the back of her neck, like the hairs on the back of his neck, on the back of her neck, and kind of just whisper to her whatever mm-hmm. deep shit he was saying and the hairs. But yeah, it's just look. But anyway, but that was a way that they kind of tied those two together. So. Yeah. So one thing that I thought was interesting is it has like the three time frames, right? So yes. we have past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the present, present day Izzy is writing a book, writing yeah. a story. And as you come to learn, the story is about the past, the conquistadors or whatever. So I guess my... my Called appropriately The, the fountain. fountain. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I guess my... My whole thing here is that um, she's she's writing this story that you sort of want to assume is fictional, even though it has roots and she goes to the museum and she looks at the history and stuff like that and she mm-hmm. studies. But you want to think that it's fictional. And then part of the movie shows that story playing out. So... I guess like what I what I want to know is like do you think that the history part like the the past part of the movie was like that 
like real in the universe of the movie, or do you think that that was just playing out of the story as he read it? And that's that's a good question too, think? because I mean, d does that segment of Hugh Jackman being that conquistador does it play into the actual movie story, or does it play into Izzy's like yeah. fictional novel yeah, that she's writing? Exactly. And I mean, you can say both. I mean, I, I know that's kind of a a cop out on the fence, you know, type of answer, but I mean, it, it does contribute to, you know, the, the, the type of interconnectivity and, and the symbolism that you find in all other segments. But also, it's almost kind of at the, the word that you love, almost kind of a meta, you <laughs> know, type, type, um, type uh, aspect um, is, you know, saying that, okay, we're in the present time and, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to overlap on, uh, on uh, this past segment. It's almost mm -hmm. going to fuel his future endeavors. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, to, I guess a short answer to your question is, yeah, both. But I feel like what is something a little bit more um, convoluted, which would be harder to dissect, is how does the past and the present necessarily connect and fuel this odd future yeah. in the bubble yeah. uh, nebula yeah. shibulba type thing because no you're right i mean i i get i there's there's that connection with you know he's a doctor he's a surgeon you know he he specializes in medicine and he's kind of doing this thing um but like it's almost like how long has he been doing this like yeah what, what, i mean you know what, that was well that was my next question is that in the in the future it's very clearly in the future, future Tommy, the, the character's name is Tommy. Yeah. Um, he is, um, he's, you know, reliving the past and reliving the present and, and you know, what we see is the present in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of, you know, remembering that stuff throughout the movie. Um, and, but he's like traveling in an interstellar space bubble with yeah. a big tree in it and doesn't yeah. need sustenance to live. So then you're like, well, is this the future, or let, is let this me, like another guy? Like, what is happening? Like, let me interject before we move move forward because I mean, obviously, and you don't see this until the very end. Yeah. In the, in the Spanish conquistador segment, that mm -hmm. the tree that you're seeing in this nebula bubble is the dead tree of the tree that he comes across. Right. In the Aztec kind of pyramid yes. and everything like that. So it's 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 almost as if. I wish, I, I I wish that there would have been more clear, consistent, you know, connections between, uh, you know, each segment because there's not unfortunately, yeah. and even with every Darren Aronofsky film, you kind of have to take a leap of faith in right. regards to analyzing and interpreting right. this type of thing. I mean, whether it be Mother or Black Swan or, 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 or you know, what have you, but especially with this film, you know, it, I feel like it would have stuck a little bit better with audiences if, you know, he didn't see Izzy as many times as he did because, you know, yeah. I did like that. Like, I mean, I like the transition because remember in the very beginning of the movie, they introduced you to all these segments and yeah. then you saw him in the nebula and then he's like, what are you doing here? He's yeah. like, and then they like transported to the, the hospital. Yeah, cut to the hospital or and, the, and, the present day or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. and you saw, oh, it's the first snow, Tommy. Yeah. And, but he's still bald. And then the next time you see it, then he has hair. And then mm -hmm. you're actually transported into this. But but again, it was a little bit too convoluted because you should have just done like maybe one cut of yeah. that. But yeah. they did like two or three. You yeah, know? well, and so I guess kind of going off that, I think that um, maybe what was – lacking almost is that um the the stories weren't mirrored all three times like yeah. the only time it would like a, a certain story or a certain part would only mirror twice mm -hmm. if you know what i mean so basically like like we mentioned with the the shot where it's upside down and it flips to right side up yes. that shot was only shown twice basically in two segments in two segments yeah. But then alternatively, like with the, um, so the whole, the whole movie is just about like coming to accept mortality and what, what death is and what life means and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in the present day one, he sort of comes to accept his wife's death. Mm -hmm. Right. And then in the future one, he comes to accept his own death mm -hmm. slash his wife's death as well. Yeah. But in the Conquistador one, he actually kind of actively fights against that yeah, death. Right? Yeah. So there's like another spot where of the three stories, it wasn't mirrored all the way through. But hang on. Now, now that you say this, I yeah. almost feel like 
there's a progression because at the very beginning he fights it okay. at the very and, and then present he almost kind of you know is understanding this sure and then in the future one he's accepting it okay you know so i mean oh, that's that, that might be reaching Whoa. might be reaching but you know at the very one he's very ambitious yeah very kind of like you know he, you know hey let's go in there swords blazing or yeah. whatever yeah and let's just like drink the tree sap yeah, or so whatever. basically what happens is he finds the tree of life finally mm. and he and he drinks the sap out of the tree of life and then basically what ends up happening just is in overloads s- on life maybe. yeah yeah right <laughs> so like there's there's I don't need drugs to have a good time I'm high on life so part of the the Mayan myth is that um the the first father um you know god or whatever basically um sacrificed himself to create life mm-hmm. so through his death he gave life so so you see that played out again in the, yeah. the conquistador story where he drinks the sap from the tree of life and then a bunch of plants just burst out of him and he dies because the plants come so his death creates the life of the plants which right? is just like Wild, but he was and fighting against. He's like trying to he's rip like, no, the no, plants no, no, off. No. Like he doesn't yeah. want to die. So, well, um, so that's interesting. Me, let me even like. Uh, but I like what you said. Through throw in another just like mess in this oh, whole. Oh Is that is that the the Mayan guy who was protecting this tree of life let him pass? Only after, like, he accepted death. Yeah. You know, so almost like, you know, he was this god that... Right. You know, like, because I think in, like, mine, he was, like, saying, like, oh, I didn't recognize you. I'm so sorry that yeah. you, you are actually, like, the spirit of the god that yeah. did this. Um, and, and then let him pass. So it's like, it's, it's, he was the same person. That's another conversation. Oh my God. And I mean, I feel like people listening to this right now. I'm not going to understand what the fuck and, we're but saying. Right, <laughs> rightly so. Rightly this so. This is how the movie is. This is how the movie is. I mean, we can't like, I mean, it's hard to, to pinpoint. And so, so it's at this point that you, you are wondering, is this movie just sloppy and unorganized and just kind of let me just throw my raw emotions in there or do you think it's brilliant no i don't think it's sloppy or unorganized i totally see it i totally get it it's i mean honestly folks listeners you you just gotta see it i mean it's it's really hard to explain you just have to see it but if you like movies where they they jump around with the timelines they kind of mix things everything's really meta and it's super like deep and then everything has a meaning like then you'll love this it's great you know and i agree with the latter i think it is truly brilliant no i love the way it was mixed up i love it it's just there's um you know, I guess there's just so much up in the air at mm-hmm. the end, and I know that you love that kind of ambiguity oh, stuff, yeah. but I do oh, yeah. not. Because well, and I like was the to last... know what the fucking movie is. So, <laughs> like... the, so the last line. I mean, spoilers. Which I feel like we gotta structure this. Where are we going to give spoilers? Or are we not going to give spoilers? Um, sorry, we give spoilers. Oh, you didn't already. We, figure I that guess out we from do give show, spoilers. Like, but you know what? It does not do it justice until you see it. Even true. if we do spoil the this movie, you still gotta see it, yes. and then you'll truly understand. Yes. But the last scenes were basically is after everything is said and done, after like the nebula explodes and after, yeah. you know, the tree of life like sprouts all in Hugh Jackman, after all this crazy, after yeah. they bury Izzy, um, you have, again, a little bit too complicated, uh, you have Izzy showing, uh, giving him the little pod, the seed pod or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he plants it near her grave. So that her decomposing body can provide almost nourishment. Like, so her and, death can bring life. Yeah, get it? Almost like with a tree growing. Do you get like that. it? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he walks away. Yeah. And then you hear this faint whisper, and he's like, I'm finished. Right. And Izzy's like, are you all right? Mm-hmm. And he responds with, everything's going to be all right. Which is... Kisses her neck. Except her gross, hairy neck. Gross, hairy neck. <laughs> which I love that the fact that Morgan had such a problem with that. And that was literally the ex- last thing that you saw in and this I went, movie. Ugh. I know. And I'm like, stop saying, Oz. Oh, we're about to see the... The credits and the end of the movie. I couldn't handle it. But but yeah, it's just like it's just like oh, you know I'm finished. Are you all right? Yeah, everything's all right. Like I love that. It's so it's so love that. I would love to end a movie on those lines. Yeah, it's very final. Yeah, you know, and it's very very much and like again very ambiguous. I mean, very just kind of like yeah, I'm finished. Everything all right? Everything's all right. Yeah, well, I don't think that that's ambiguous at all because I think that the whole movie is just kind of about accepting your mortality and coming to terms with death. Are you and finished, like, death? You know? Literally, like, and is everything okay? Are you accepting? Like, are you okay with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the whole ending is just like, yeah, after all this crazy shit that just happened, 
like, yes, I'm okay. I'm ready. Let's go. Anyway, so another thing that um, I liked slash disliked was like the visual aesthetic of the movie. And I kept remarking. I was like, it's it's so dark. It's dark. It's really dark. Yeah. Um, Death is dark, bruh. Yeah, exactly. So the whole movie can be interpreted in shades of like gold, brown, And and black and gray. Yeah. Shades of gray. Uh, 50 shades freer let's well, not um anyway so <laughs> so i don't know so it was just really dark which um you know for me it was kind of like annoying because i i felt like i couldn't see couldn't see nothing in the movie <laughs> i want to see the stuff i want to see hugh jackman with his shirt off um but he did have his shirt off at one point right that was a weird tub scene that's right. I don't like weird tub scenes. <laughs> they had sex in the tub. It was strange. Ever since that one tub scene I saw in middle school that everybody forced me to watch. Oh, God. Was that the two girls, one tub? But anyway, <laughs> I guess, like, I liked, I don't know. I can appreciate what they were going for, but, like, as who I am as a person, I did not like the fact that the whole movie was so monochrome. I monochrome? Could- yeah, like, it was all just, like, one shade. Like, I prefer to have, like, multi- I like bright colors and, like, vibrancy, and so... All right, well, okay, so let me ask you this. Sure. Do you agree with the outcome of this movie in regards to audience, critic, and box office results, which were all negative? Mm. Critics, audiences hated it, and it lost about 50 million bucks. Do you think it deserved that now? No. 12 years later. No, but there is a caveat. I can see why it would have lost money because it's clearly artsy. Yeah, right. Like, oh, this is an artistic film, which like, I know we just did one of those where, Mm -hmm. you know, I was talking about, oh, this is a piece of art. It's not a movie, but like. But it's true, like, this is, like, an artistic film, and so I can see why people wouldn't want to spend money to go see it in the theater. However, the trailer that we just posted um, makes it out out to be a very, very different movie. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very different movie when you see the trailer. And I can see how... And we'll have a link to that in the description. Yeah, yeah. With Podcast Magic, I haven't actually found it yet, but yes... When you wish upon a star, the trailer comes to where you are. Yeah. But yeah, so. So, well, I can I, see why it didn't make money, yeah. but, like, it's not a bad it's movie. It's not a bad movie, no. Although, in the beginning, it was a little predictable. I kept calling shit, and you were like, Is he you... gonna do that? Is it... What's going on? Oh, he's gonna do that. And you're like, Have you seen this? And I was like, No, it's just obvious what's gonna happen. And I was like, I'm like, Okay, look. Pretend like you're in a movie theater. I'm a joy to watch movies with. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we move on to our ratings? Uh, yeah, I think we should move on so to the ratings. Um, wow, this movie's a lot. Like, it, all it's I have a, to say a is lot. just like you just gotta watch it. Like, I would definitely yeah, recommend really watching do. it. Really, yeah. if, if you listen to this and you listen to our weird incoherent ramblings and you need to know more, like just watch the movie. And it's you know, worth it. And I, I like this. I like this aspect of the podcast because I feel like. There are podcasts out there that, you know, are just like, oh, we're going to review movies that nobody's seen, and Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a good reference for those who are like, hey, what's a good movie to see? I have some downtime. I want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this this serves as that. We, we've done some movies that people have seen. People, yeah. People have seen Mrs. Doubtfire. They've seen Pulp Fiction. They've seen, you not know. Not everyone, though. Not everyone. Not you. But you're a special case. You're a special. And my kinfolk. I'm and, sure and I have some folk. out there. Yes. But there are some very popular movies that, that we reviewed, but, but, but also very, you know, under the radar films. Yeah. I feel like this would fall I think so in too. that category. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if you are totally confused yeah. by what we are saying, yes. good. Yeah. Um, go see it. I think it's worth a watch. I think, I I think so, do. too. And so I guess um, for, for ratings, um, we didn't even touch on this when we talked about the synopsis. Um, I want to rate it on a rings. On like rings? rings? Okay, like tree scale. rings? I was going to say. I'm oh, gonna... I was going to say like wedding rings because that oh, was like okay. a thing. Let's, yeah. Right? You're, yeah. No, what do you think? Well, I was going to say how many how many shibulbas, but no, no there's, there's only no one shibulba. There's only one shibulba. Or, or how, how many hairs on a tree? No, would you... no. 
<laughs> no, let's do rings. Okay. So another rings. thing about it was like tree rings and like the wedding ring uh-huh. and like rings being commitment and things like that. So that was like kind of a big theme, even though yes. we totally didn't talk about it. But nope. Rings but are is a part. There's of a it. lot we didn't talk, even. Uh, talk, I mean, this will probably be an hour long podcast. Our our maybe our yeah. longest longest episode. It might be I because know. there's so much. There's, there's a lot to it. So so anyway, so rings. Um, so on a ring scale. How many rings would you give it? Actually, you know what? You always rate first. Okay, you go first. Let me take the the rings on this one. Ah. (laughs) This movie came out when I was 16 years old. Okay. Formidable years. Mm -hmm. I love Darren Aronofsky. Right. I freaking adore, in a very weird way, uh, Hugh Jackman. I think he is one of the best actors. There is not a movie that he is in in which you're like, oh, Hugh Jackman's acting wasn't great. No, I, I like Hugh you Jackman. Know. He's cool. Hugh Jackman's my boy. Darren Aronofsky's my boy. Clint Mensell, who did the score, is my boy. Okay. Um, I got a lot of boys in this one. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> um, Ellen Burstyn is is my girl. Okay. Uh, I don't care too much for Rachel Weiss. No. My rings... I will try to weigh out what I felt now and what I felt back then, and I'll probably give it an eight point nine out of ten rings. Dang, I know it is it is, out of 10. it is it is so up my alley. Yeah, that I feel like a lot of my own personal pretentious okay um, screenplays that <laughs> it, they're becoming even more pretentious now that I'm even mentioning them. Uh, I might as well have written them in a Starbucks, uh, you know, cafe shop. Huh? What? Oh, um, you did. No, I, I totally didn't. Uh, I didn't start drinking coffee until you introduced me to uh, was the it, right way to drink coffee. Uh, uh, three Trenta iced black coffees a day. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm not quite there, but anyway, you'll get there. Um, this movie is right up your alley, and I totally feel that however totes my goats but it is not up my alley <gasps> i know i don't know it just wasn't really for me you like those ambiguous deep films and that is just not my my bag dude not your bag not my bro. bag baby yeah uh that was like a awesome Austin powers yeah, yeah. anyway it's not i don't know it's just not it just wasn't really my thing it was it was dark i like vibrant like, literally, the colors were dark, and I like vibrant colors. The beginning of it was a little bit predictable. The beginning? Okay, good. The beginning. At least the end was The end was not, no. Okay. But what I did like was the, um, you know, the way that they mixed all the storylines up. That was pretty, pretty fun to kind of, like, watch and try to piece everything together. But in the end, I'm just, like, not into that ambiguous stuff. Yeah, or ambiguous. Wow, I can't talk either. That ambiguous stuff. You do English good. Yeah, very good. Totes, too. So, um, I don't know. So, I think, oh, I think I might give it, like, a (gasps) 6.7 rings out of 10. Oh, no. 6.7 out of 10. You know what? I I didn't expect you to really like this movie. Honestly, I was kind of I, I I wanted you to see it just because I liked it and yeah. I wanted you to pick it just because I kind of wanted to see it again. But honestly, I feel like and I've said this before because I feel like I've mentioned this movie, you would really 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 like The Wrestler. Yeah. All right. We'll have to watch that sometime. Maybe, yeah. We'll no, I believe you. Yeah, you Yeah, I don't know. I just um That's yeah, a Darren just, Aronofsky film. Yeah. You know, that's the theme this all episode. Right. Well, you know? maybe we'll update you all on Twitter or Facebook if, if I end up watching that. But okay. it just you know, it just wasn't uh yeah, this one just I mean, I knew that you liked it and maybe that was It a was dark flag it was because of... you like those kinds of movies. <laughs> yeah. And that's not really my thing, so... Well, um, we gotta do something lighter next but, episode, because... But I appreciated it. Okay, I did appreciate okay, it a lot. Good, good, good. Um, You know, and but. I appreciated the, you know, like, the craftsmanship behind it, and the, the, you know, I the can score, not... and the, the visuals, and stuff like that. It just wasn't really something that, like, I would choose to watch, I I, I I cannot like something and still appreciate it. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of, like, modern contemporary art... I'm just like, uh, okay, you know, I wouldn't hang it in my house. But it's like, I get but it. But I would, I, I still look upon it like, yeah. okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, am I going to spend a thousand dollars on it and hang it above my bed? No. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So yeah, anyway. All right. Well, at least we can be on an understanding on that. So there we go. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's it, huh? I, I mean, I think. 
there's not much else to say other than <laughs> guys show us some love you know you like us don't yes. don't like i mean you don't have to pass notes to my friend for her to give her give it to me i mean we can like talk i mean don't you know i like like you we like like you do we you like like, like like us i hope you like like us because if you do like like us then like actually like us also my birthday's coming up so you know what i want for my birthday Money, but don't send no, her money. No, not money. Reviews on iTunes. There you go. That's what I would love. That's not too much to ask, so, guys. you know, if you like the show for my birthday, please gift the show to a friend. And don't also, be... if you like the show for my birthday, which is coming up, please leave a review on iTunes um, and, and yeah. a rating on iTunes. That's all she's asking please. for. That's it. That's not too much. Not money. No. No. Just yeah. a subscription on iTunes and a rate and review. Give us some likes. Give us some <laughs> reviews. Subscribes. Come on. Show this 32-year-old woman some love, I'm okay? Not I'm not. She is on the wrong side of 30. I'm not turning 32. The wrong side of 30. <laughs> so, um, that being said, you can find us on Instagram, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, Last FM. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Podcast Addict, you could find us on Twitter. Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. SoundCloud, on Facebook. Basically, anywhere on the internet, we're there. On the social media that the kids use nowadays. Yes. Click on it, dial it up, yep. and send us a nice email to subscribe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, uh, go ahead and tell a friend if you think you like what we're doing and you think that we're doing a good job, please. Um, and I guess that's it. Um, so until next time, I uh, have been your host, your co-host, uh, Morgan Spatola. I've been your other co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Bye, guys! Thanks for listening, and like, rate, and subscribe. Right. And-